Welcome back to Tin Talks. This is episode three. I'm Aaron Templeton. That's Connor Winter. It's been a while since you've probably heard about either of us. We're still <laughs> here. Because we've been injured for two years. So, or yeah, we're going to basically talk about our injury comeback and I guess cross champs a little bit. So, um, I guess we'll just jump into our pre-recorded questions or pre-written thanks, questions. Thanks, Max. Yeah, thanks, Max. <laughs> uh, um, so, when was the last time each of us felt competitive or truly competitive in a race? I go first. Yeah, it doesn't matter to me. Elk Run this year. <laughs> no. Really? I mean, like, Elk Run was fun, but I think it's like the, the local races I'm never worried about like doing well in just because altitude is such an equalizer. Um, the last race that I probably felt in control was probably USA's 2019 mm-hmm. where like, I was 10K. ripping like yeah. the 10K. I was like, yeah. oh my gosh, like this is like the best shape. So confident going in, like feeling good. Thought I could yeah. get top five and then just ripped it. And then like the 5K was just a bonus, but like I was just unstoppable on top yeah. of the world. That was the last time I felt like walking to the line, like I could beat anybody on that day. Yeah, I think yeah, relatively similar time frame for me was probably Club Cross, twenty nineteen. I guess it was oh, still yeah. it was still twenty nineteen. Yeah, that was yeah so um, that whole fall, right after I moved out here, I think I was just like on cloud nine the entire time, um, and it wasn't until like shortly thereafter that everything kind of started to spiral for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I guess maybe that's a good place for us to sort of start. So, you know, we had those pinnacles of whatever my fall 2019 slash cross and all that stuff. And then your, you know, track season that year, where do you feel like it started to kind of go wrong for you? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is you just assume that that's like the new baseline. Like I thought mm-hmm. I was just going to be there and right. I was just going to keep going up higher. I'm like, all right, sweet, top three, like let's go after it. And it was just going to be easy, like sub 28. And I think that's mm-hmm. where like the next season, like coming in and like COVID hit in like 2020. And I was like, oh, wow, okay, yeah. this is interesting. Like right. this is going to be weird. Like everything's changing, like feeling good for like going in the Olympic trials. Like, okay, I have a chance. And then like just getting COVID and then just like going to Arizona training camp. And it was just like a slow, like you just hit every rock on the way down mm-hmm. that like you're like, I thought I was at the top and I was, but it's so fickle to be at the top and everybody yeah. else is trying to get up there and there's 10 or 15 people that are all going on the way up yeah. and they're watching you like hit every rock on mm-hmm. the way down. So I think, yeah, it's just like, I would say like March kind of threw everything and I tried to get fit. I was just didn't feel right. And then I got COVID and then I just didn't feel right and ran a 10 K yeah. and got lapped. And I was like, this is so embarrassing. It sound. And I was like, I just wanted to step off the track. Right. But then it just got worse from there. Like I was just like overweight and like it had gluten sensitivity. And then there was just a bunch of other things that kind of spiraled down. So COVID was the start of it for you. Like you, you caught COVID early on and that was like, yeah. Or was it the Achilles? No, because I think that the problem was like I was out from COVID trying to catch up and then doing workouts and spikes like mm-hmm. way too fast and then like injuring the Achilles and that would be like, okay, then I would get like out of workouts and then I would just cycle yeah. back and forth because I was just trying to play catch up with the guys that were having a consistent build. Right. And then I could just not ever keep up and then finally like the Achilles just like tore and I'm right. like, well, that's it. Like that's <laughs> yeah. it's pretty simple. Like I needed right. something that was like definitive enough to say you're done. Right. Instead of being like, oh, you could make it, you could make. It. And I kept lying to myself. Oh, mm-hmm. it's next race, next race, next race. And then I was just like, yeah, just call it the season, go get the surgery, right, and get it fixed. Well, it's it's so interesting just because I feel like for both of our kind of last couple of years, there's been sort of glimmers of hope and then like really really deep low points. And I think for both of us, while there's been sort of this like overarching main problem of like, for me, it was my back and for Mm -hmm. you, it was your Achilles. There's been so many other things that we've battled with 
um, e- you know, each individually, like yours seems to be a little bit more like internal medicine based yeah, and mine yeah. was more of like, I just can't seem to get my body right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I guess uh, maybe explain like a, once you got COVID and that sort of started to happen and you sort of hit this downward spiral, like at what point do you feel like you were back from the Achilles? At what point was it, you know, the kidney stones and everything else that mm-hmm. was affecting you? Like, you know, where did all of that kind of come into play timeline wise? Yeah. So I got surgery in July of 2021. The only reason I remember that is I got married four, four weeks <laughs> yeah. after that and my wife was not <laughs> pumped about that, but they had an opening and I had to get it done. So they got that done. So then August, like just, it like, was chilling. I was in a boot at my wedding and then like dancing and we just decorated whatever, but then like went to on our honeymoon at like in the middle of August, like, and then like had fun you walking down the aisle yeah just hobbling. i know i felt her you so took, bad you took so off your boot fat and just like shoved it into a dress shoe i was like oh come on <laughs> went down the aisle but so then like i went to hawaii just i was like 165 pounds just like chilling yeah. in hawaii just like vibing out for two weeks and like had a great time with like my wife and like so that was really good and then then i had done no running for like probably about three months mm-hmm. and so then probably at the end of 2021 started getting back into it and like just by myself i was just embarrassed i was like run walking i'd run yeah. for a minute i'd walk for a minute this is this oh, what yeah. i'm like it's i've come low, to like it's like 20 minutes place, i'm yeah. like okay i literally don't even get around the block right it's and a low it's place like, to be and you're running yeah. and you're like oh, oh and somebody walks by you're like oh yeah this is awkward like yeah. I'm, I'm gonna walk now and then you run and so it's just so embarrassing to like just mm-hmm. slowly like start from baby steps because yeah. i couldn't even like lift my foot i couldn't even raise my calf without it like seizing up and just having such a discrepancy between mm-hmm. the two sides and so it was hard and you're just like this sucks like yeah. how am i ever going to get up to read and those guys that have not only were where they were when i left but yeah. now they've made another jump and so right. it's like two jumps that i have to catch up and mm-hmm. i've just gone the wrong way so yeah. that was super hard but then i've been training for like a couple months i would get in feel good and then i'd have something flare up or i had yeah. a surgery and i'm like what how did that even happen? Yeah. Or like I'd get my diet figured out and lost like 20 pounds and then I like felt good and felt better. And so that's been nice. But then, then I would get up and then I had three kidney stones. I'm right. Like, How the heck do you make three kidney stones? Yeah. But I was like, cause I was trying to catch what, up. 29? Just always trying to catch up and being like training once in the morning, swimming. It was super hot that like this summer. And so I was just trying to catch up. And so, finally got a really good build with reed like reed was coming mm-hmm. back from right. greece and then i kind of caught his coattail and like just <laughs> rode it up and then he just ripped me and just destroyed me until like i've slowly just gotten better and now so i would say the last three months have been smooth with like the, yeah. other than having a kidney stone right. or two removed from my ureter <laughs> there's your clip there it is. <laughs> uh that's funny and what was yeah. your timeline yeah two years yeah so um yeah, obviously, I, like we were talking about, you know, I kind of came off of, like, Club Cross and 5K Champs in Silicon Valley, like, on such a big high where it was like, well, like you said, it was sort of like, I'm so good now, and there's no way I can go below this. Yeah. Um, and, you know, for my entire running career, I'd never been hurt, really. You know, I'd, I'd have little things here and there that would keep me out for a week or so, That's but crazy. nothing ever, you know, major. Um, and so going from that pinnacle and then all of a sudden COVID hit... And right before that, I was feeling really bad. And that's when I had that bout of mono. That's right. And I, we, that took us forever to figure out, um, which was super frustrating. And then from then on, it seemed to kind of go downhill. Mm-hmm. Um, cause from that point, uh, it went straight into like what we thought was an Achilles issue, which turned out to just be nerve pain. Um, 
and that was when we found out that the back was the issue and then i battled with the back for god year and a quarter or something like that and finally had that operation and then i got covid and then i came back and then i tore my planner twice and so it's just you know like you like with you as well it's like you you gain some momentum and then you lose it and mm-hmm. you gain some momentum and you lose it which is super frustrating and like also like you said i think the weird thing about our injury timeline was is that both of us started on next to this sort of downhill spiral when everyone else was heading on this absolute oh. rocket ship of the super shoe era yeah straight after so it's like like you said you know we uh, we're sitting there on our couch fat and you know really down in the dumps and uh you're watching everybody else run faster than they ever have um so the the gap i think that i feel like opened up between us and our competition for a long time you know would have been smaller but now that the super shoes were introduced and we haven't really done too much in the super shoe era then we've been absolutely just knocked on our ass Mm -hmm. um when it comes to that kind of thing so i think the mental struggle for me kind of came to a head a a lot of time just like in like an ebb and flow where it was like one day i'd feel okay and then you'd you know watch some race on tv and you'd storm off and it'd be you know you'd be angry um yeah i don't know i think um i think it's uh it's a really tough place to be when you've you know you picked yourself up and moved across the country and you're you know trying to do this for a living and you can feel like all the success that you feel like you had such a hold of just slipping away and not only slipping away but just absolutely gaining ground every second um or what it feels like so yeah i mean it was a tough couple years which is i think maybe another good question is for for myself i know that there was a lot of moments where i was definitely like considering giving it all up um and i know i'm sure you probably went through the same thing so i'd I'd be interested to hear what that was like for you because i think it is a bit of like a silent struggle where it's like you don't want to like tell your teammates like hey i'm thinking about retiring because Mm. that's you know that there's a bias for them to be like no you can do it just keep sticking it out um but i know that for myself i was like there were so many moments of weakness where i was like i just i don't want to do this anymore i'm in so much pain and i i just feel like this is just such an insurmountable gap um so i'd be interested to hear yeah like what did you like did you have those moments did you not um especially because you know you're you're a little bit older so i think it's you know for you it was probably even one of those things where it's like can i ever come back so you know i'd I'd be interested to hear that from you. yeah i think that definitely was hard and i think it was like luckily i had good things going on in my life like getting married and i think that was one of the things i realized after getting six at usa's and like being that was my goal was to make usa's be competitive and i thought that was going to be what like fulfilled me and like Mm -hmm. what made life worth it and i was just going to feel this amazing like excitement and fulfillment and i just didn't i was like i remember like always like standing in the shower after the race you're like nothing's gonna happen like nobody cares like it's just like <laughs> tomorrow's gonna be the same as today was and like nothing is like drastically different and so i think i had to find things outside of running whether it was like my faith or like family or like my wife and like just having things that like kept you tethered to the ground because i feel like running is such like this thing that you're just up in the clouds and it's just yeah. so it seems so important to like the 10 people that are around you that are all feeling the same way but like right. you step outside one step and you realize 
it's just something that we're very fortunate to do and I love doing, but it's not the end all be all. And it's something that I want to see how far it can go. But like, once I get to that point, I can walk away knowing right. that I'm happy. But I think I still felt like there was more. I still felt like I hadn't mm-hmm. seen everything. I was like, what if I got my Achilles healthy? That's been hurting me since junior year of college. Yeah. And I've just been milking it every year and being like, Oh yeah, at the end of the season, I know it's going to be tight and torn and then I'll just recover it on the off season and come back. So I, yeah. I, I knew I had something more and like watching Reed have such success and like your teammates just make a huge jump and have a great coach and have a great system and just know that there was more there and yeah. I just needed to go see it. And the fact that I couldn't find anything better that I wanted to do. Like, I was <laughs> like, I was away from the guys and I was like, this sucks. Like yeah. this, like the reason I enjoy it was like coming to Bighorn and coming to do all this stuff and enjoying the camaraderie of like going yeah. on a run and just having that feeling where you don't even have to say anything. You just know your teammates are there and you like feel the endorphins that are like just going back and forth. And so that I miss that. And like, yeah. that's one of the things that I really love this summer was training with Reed and Brian and Goose sometimes like we would get in and it's like, Oh, this is where I belong. And like, this is what I need to keep me engaged and like loving it because when it's just by yourself and you're out there slogging yeah. run walks this is not worth it and then so it's yeah. like that was what kind of kept me coming back was like i knew there was more and i missed the guys and i was like i don't really want to get a job yet so i'm just going to keep milking this for as long as i can you're a stronger man than me <laughs> for sure yeah i i i think for me it was uh i i definitely have a, a usually i just i'm a more pessimistic person so um for me i think there was a ton of days where i was sitting around and I don't want to say that I was like angry at anybody, but I was just like upset that other people were able to go mm-hmm. out and train and I just couldn't get my feet under me. Um, yeah. And I think that that definitely ate away at me a lot over a long period of time. And um, I, I remember a very distinct moment after I had my like back operation where I was sitting there under the fog of <laughs> narcotics and everything, just sitting there and, and being in so much pain and thinking like, why did I do this? Mm-hmm. Like, this isn't even worth it anymore. Um uh, and, you know, those low points kind of coming back and forth and dealing with those, the fear of, uh, you know, trying so hard mm. and not succeeding, I think was super overwhelming. But at, like you said, at the same time, all of a sudden, the second that you would see that glimmer of hope, then it would be like, wait, I, I can still do this, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and those glimmer of hopes, I think, were the only thing that sort of kept me going for a while. Um, and now, you know, I think I've, able to kind of see the light of like oh my gosh there's so many other reasons why i love this other than just the idea of like competing at a high level um with just teammates mm-hmm. and you know the the enjoyment that you get out of of everything that's surrounding the sport the travel just you know everything the, the fulfillment of just trying your best at something um but yeah i think uh i think that was definitely a really hard battle that i kind of had to do in my own head and i'm sure that there were some moments like that for you you know maybe you didn't you didn't oh, latch on to them oh, as much sure. but yeah like when you're like kidding something like is this like by like sign that i just need to stop like yeah. three kidney stones you're like yeah this is the my body's saying okay you're done like yeah. go retire yeah but sometimes yeah you just have to keep coming back and just being dumb and yeah. just like believing that the next day is gonna be better than yeah. the previous day yeah even if you get proven wrong. like you were almost illogical in a way. Of, oh, 100%. Of, of continuing to go. Oh, oh, you have to lie to yourself yeah. every day, every yeah. step, every hour. Yeah. Like, that's all you do is lie to yourself until it becomes true. And I think yeah. that's how like, I felt like it was. It's like, Definitely. Yeah. yeah. I, I, there's so, there were so many good reasons for both of us to quit. Oh, for sure. There's so many good reasons for both of us to just be like, this is no longer worth it or this is too hard. And I don't think anybody would have blamed us. But I also think that that's like one of the reasons why we're like on this team is because 
while we came out of the NCAA with some really solid accolades, we didn't come out with enough to be like have companies, you know, begging to sign us and stuff. And so, you know, we kind of forged our own path and said, this is something I want and I'm willing to kind of do whatever it takes to get there. And I think that that's been reflected in the last couple of years for us, because I think for most people, this, these things that we've gone through probably would have been career ending. You know, I don't think that many people would have wanted to kind of sustain the, the doctor's visits and the, you know, the, the operations and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, I mean, just the problem solving that both of us have had to go through, I think has been just so extensive that it's like, yeah, I would, I, I would put a lot of money that if, you know, and I, I don't want to try to toot our own horns here, but it's like, I would put a lot of money on if you put, you know, the entirety of the professional running world, um, you know, through the things that you and I have gone through, I would guess that 50 to 70% of people would have quit. Yeah. I just, you know, it's just, yeah, I, it's, it's not fun. And, and there's still moments even today, you know, where it's like, you know, yesterday I went to go see Sue or PT and it's like, my back's hurting and I'm, you know, waking up that morning thinking, should I do this workout? And like that emotional turbulence that comes mm-hmm. with that is, is hard. And you kind of just have to take it one day at a time. And I think that a lot of people um, who get to this level are able to sort of work through those things on a minor level. But then all of a sudden, the second that it becomes overwhelming, it, it becomes overwhelming and they can't do it anymore. Um, and I think for me, for a while there, it was like that. You know, I, I, I think at points I didn't even think that I was going to continue. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was even times where I feel like I was almost like effectively retired. And it was just sort of like, okay, I'm, I'm still sort of doing the right thing on a day-to-day basis with the hopes that maybe it'll work out. And if not, then I'm not worried about it because I'm already like looking for the door, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm really glad that it worked out that I didn't find the door <laughs> yeah for sure yeah definitely gives you perspective and i think it was nice too because then i was able to go do other things that i hadn't done when i'm a runner because like when you're a runner i think you're all consumed by running like you get up you're like okay what i gotta do to train what i gotta eat and sleep recover and i got double this afternoon i got it's like all the day but like now you're like okay i can work on tin man business or i can go mm-hmm. do some other fun projects and so it's like that laser beam i think of it is like all running you can slightly move it over to other things and yep. i think that's what i really found was like yeah there's a great other things that i could do and the opportunities that i have but this one's not done yet and mm. i can't close the chapter and for some reason yeah. like, i use the gut feel or just the stupidity of resilience and just being like <laughs> yeah. i don't want to quit yet and like let's try it and see it and if it does blow up in my face then i know for sure that i did everything i could right. not wanting to like look back and regret the fact that i gave up too early because i mm-hmm. looked at all my teammates from cu like they were all Amer- all americans like national champs nobody's running except for like right. maybe morgan, morgan like yeah. that's it morgan like, joe there was like yeah. tons of great dudes that were like just done and I'm like, yeah. why because i just i'm too stupid to quit yeah <laughs> love it too much yeah so do you did you feel at all during your kind of injury timeline that uh that you were almost like in too deep with just the totality of running in, our, in your life because i think one of the things that i definitely struggled with was like okay so like i work for the team mm-hmm. so running is my business yeah. that's how i make my money I all my friends that are in Colorado are either on my team or in the running community. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, your social media is filled with running content. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you live with other runners. Everyone's doing all that. Like, so, did you feel like that? Did you feel like any? I guess any 
proclivity to sort of like try to pull away from those things. Yeah. Because I pulled away from all of them. Yeah. For sure. I pulled away from all of them. And I think that was, I don't know if that's a mistake or like that's just the way it is, but it was too painful to watch the guys go rip and like go run really well, knowing that like I had just been there with them. And so I think it was hard to be a good teammate. Like I just yeah. pulled away. I was like, I can't, I can't come to practice. I don't want to see you guys because mm-hmm. it just makes me sad. And yeah. like, I can't, I like deleted social media. I'm like, it's gone. Like, I like literally that's all I do is look at track stuff and like other people like moving ahead in their life and having families and how I'm like, either way I'm losing. I'm not a good runner. I don't have any money to go get any of those things. So it's like, well, so I just kind of had to like recenter and be like, okay, what truly matters and like who is here and like, what do I need to do for myself and like just be selfish. And I think it was hard and I felt bad because I came back and all the guys on the team were like, hi, like what's up? And like, they had no like connection and I just had to like sever that connection because it was painful. And so I think that was hard for me. I I wanted to be not the business guy. I wanted to be the teammate and I worked really, really hard to get back to that. And I'm still kind of halfway in, halfway out, but I think being a teammate, like there's nothing better. And, having that positive presence at practice. And I think that helped me because mm-hmm. all the guys that have been doing this for two years straight are a little tired and a little grumpy. And like, they all know, like, oh, whatever, whoever's taking off and like leading this rap, like they always do that. Like so annoying. But it's like me, I'm like, yeah, that was great. Like, let's get it. Like, <laughs> good job. Reed. That was fantastic. I feel great. Yeah. And like that helped because then like, I just had a new light and a new excitement for running because I, I had just taken it, like had it taken away. And then yeah. I was like, you guys gotta be enjoying this. Like, why not? And so having that, like that excitement, infused back into the team I think has helped a lot mm-hmm. like that helped with Reed's build and just right. being pumped for him and just grateful that I could help him and not having a race on the schedule like sweet that's easy yeah. I don't have to worry about like getting back and like forcing myself to be ready when I'm not ready mm-hmm. so when you when you say like it was you know tough to be at practice and everything what was like the overwhelming emotion for you that you were experiencing when you were kind of going through this was it anger sadness frustration you know where were you sitting um, you know, through this whole process and, you know, if it changed, then yeah. that's, yeah. That's an interesting one. I yeah. think, yeah, it's hard to like really pinpoint what it was. I think it ebbed and flowed each day. Mm-hmm. I think there were some days where you're just angry that like your body didn't work and you're yeah. like, what if I had done this different or why are the people that I've run with in high school and beat the crap out of in high school and college, like they're going to the Olympics and like just to watch that and be like, what am I doing wrong? And like, am I, do I have the potential to do that or am I just wasting my time and my potential is this high and I need to be at this level to be right. any good? And so I think that was hard for me. It was like, I was just angry. Like, this yeah. sucks. Like, why do I not have like the genes or not have the opportunities like are just not lucky and be able to compete at a high level? And then a lot of it was just like sadness because you missed those relationships and mm-hmm. like, now looking back it'll never be the same as it was like we'll never be 10 dudes all crashing at the house from sun up to sundown every day um, right. like that was probably unhealthy but like we loved it and like who cares like i would loved it and it was like those are some fondest memories but now yeah people are getting married people are getting girlfriends people are getting jobs and so it's like it isn't the same as it was but it doesn't mean that it can't be just as good right just different and like really having to find ways and time to like spend with each other and so just appreciation for what we did have right and appreciation for the fact that i don't think we'll ever find anything like this again and yeah. so that is something that made me grateful that like i want to make sure this lasts as long as possible and how can i contribute yeah. in a positive way yeah absolutely i think i think yeah it's like we've been through these crappy things and, and you know I, I totally agree i think for me then there was a there was a lot of like anger mm-hmm. that came from it where you you wouldn't be mad at your teammates, but you would be mad that you weren't with your teammates. Mm. Um, and you get frustrated about just the amount of time that you've put towards this. And like, you know, as, as my parents so often remind me, life's not fair, but yeah. you know, you're thinking every single time that, 
you know, something flares up or you tear your plan or, yeah, you know, after you've, after you've gone through all this stuff, then you're yeah. just thinking, what do I do? To, or, you know, what did I do to deserve this? But mm. at the same time, you know, going through all of this, I think that, like you're saying, you know, you come out the other side with such a huge appreciation for it. Um, and, you know, there was, like I was talking about looking for the door, you know, there was moments where I found different avenues to where I could, you know, I could theoretically leave and, you know, decide to do my own thing and, um, you know, pursue other things. And I think one of the things that just kept me here was the fact that I was like, this team is so special. Mm -hmm. Um, and I feel like everyone is kind of finding that again right now, just like in our story, I think that this team also went through kind of a, a lull for like a year and a half there where, no one really knew what the overarching goals were and, and people weren't getting along that well and, and everything. And I think that um, seeing everyone kind of coming back together and, and all those things, it just made it so much more worth it to to stay. And um, yeah, I think you're right. It's like you, you, you have this opportunity to do this thing that so many people wish that they could do. Oh, kill for um, and to be able to do this at a high level and to chase something that you want so many people don't get to do that you know they're working their nine to five and they're thinking gosh i wish that was me um and you know so i think that it's super easy and i i have a really you know big kind of tendency to do this is just sort of like cave yourself up and be mm. like i'm so mad and I, I you know my back hurts and this hurts and i can't believe i got sick again and blah 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 and it it makes you sort of you know blinder in to woe is me but the second that you kind of take a step back and you look at all of it in the grand picture then it's really easy to see why it was easy for us to choose to continue fighting um and i think that we're both actually finally seeing some of the fruits of our labor at this point yeah <laughs> yeah cross jams yeah, yeah exactly yeah cross jams coming up um so yeah i think you know i think that uh i think that we we can kind of take our hats off and pat ourselves on the back as much as we want but at the same time i think it was the things that weren't even trying to keep us here that kept us here mm. and i'm super thankful for all those things and thankful for my teammates and and the coaches and my support system and my girlfriend and everything you know i think it uh all those little things even though it's not in your face because it's you know spread over this long time period it's still there are all these sort of anchors that kind of keep you in this place where when you finally can lift your head up then you see the light at the end of the tunnel yeah, you know cool. Um, and I'm, yeah, I'm super grateful for those things. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, how, how did you guys feel on sort of like a, a day-to-day basis when it came to either showing or when you started to show up to practice and knowing that like the team is doing this, but you had to do this today. Like I know for you, for a lot of time, you would just show up for either easy round or 30 minute round, whatever it was. Yeah. Like what were the struggles that you like, did it? Was it finally sort of a glimmer of hope just because you were showing up to practice in the first place versus, like, when you're only cross-training, there's no reason to show up to practice? Mm -hmm. Like, from a day-to-day perspective, how did you handle reintegrating yourself with the team? Oh, that's a tough question. Um, I think... I think for me, at least, at the beginning, there was almost this... I don't want to say feeling of, like, being demeaned in a way but at the same time but because that's that's only projection right it's like that's what you put on yourself Mm. but you know you kind of sit there and you do your 30 minute run or you know you're doing over there doing your special drills or whatever it is and you're watching everybody else work out and stuff and there's still this tendency at least for me 
to be sitting there and thinking like, gosh, if only I was over there doing those things, then like I could be doing so much better or, you know, like I, I think that if I was doing that stuff, then, you know, I would be so much more appreciative of it than these guys are. But it's like, you know, it's like, that's such a bad thing to think yeah. about for your teammates. Um, but, you know, eventually slowly that fades. And as you get closer and closer to, um, as you get closer and closer to actually getting back to the baseline of like, I'm training as much as I used to train, then it, I really focused in on just trying to, to be present and do the things that I needed to do on a day-to-day basis. And it was like, if I could go to sleep that night knowing that I had checked all the boxes and that I felt like I had gotten better, then like that momentum that I would feel in my head would gain so quickly. And then that sort of shifted to while I'm at practice, it's like, I'm only a few weeks away from that. You know what I mean? And that was the thing that was like, you had to, you had to kind of, you know, paddle your way through the mud to be able to kind of get out of it and then start to really get going again. Um, in those first few weeks, you know, where you're, you don't feel like you're doing anything and you're like, gosh, I used to be able to do, you know, four or five, six times what I'm doing today. Um, you know, those few first weeks are really hard, but then, like I said, once you get out of that, then all of a sudden you feel like that someone's pushing you, you know, and it's like you gain fitness really quick and all of a sudden you're getting back to where you are. And the, the real key is, not getting overexcited Mm -hmm. because that's when you, you know, that's when you get hurt again. It's pretty much what happened to me last year. You know, I, I finally wasn't feeling my back that much and I started running track and I got greedy and started just ripping workouts. And all of a sudden I went from never wearing spikes to throwing a pair of spikes on and then tear your, you know, tear your planner. And it's like, okay, you know, you learn your lesson over and over again and they're tough lessons to learn, but you know, hopefully in the long run, they're going to carry me Mm -hmm. to many, many happy years and, training yeah i cheated i just stayed home in broomfield and ran from grandma's house every day until i was good enough to run and then i invited reed over after he landed the night before he got back from greece and he was like 10 pounds overweight and i just slapped him around for like a three minute workout like a three minute reps and then like him and brogan i felt good i was like, right i'm back and then that was the end of the story it was wild to watch how quickly connor came back but then we all suddenly realized at practice one day wait a minute it's not that connor got fit quick connor's just been hiding for four months you can see the top part like two weeks of training with the team and i was like eight months of training by myself so i i definitely didn't do a good job of that but it was nice because it was a summer and i just kind of i needed to get to a spot and i was so far away from even being a decent runner that i I just had to be a good runner again before I could even go and do a workout. Like, yeah. I was just glad to go out there for an hour and run every day. And like, that was a success. Yeah. It wasn't like ripping three minute reps or t- yeah. two mile reps or something. It was like, no. that was, that was not even, I didn't even think I was going to be able to ever help read or jump in with those things. But then as you got fitter, like you said, like there's this weird momentum that just kind of builds and you do the little things, right? Lifting rehab and you focus that extra time that you're not running into the calf raises. Yeah. You're like, okay, my Achilles is going to get better one day. Yeah. It's not going to hurt so bad. And then like months and months, go by and then all of a sudden you're fit but you've been putting in the work every day but at the same time it's not like you weren't here like you were showing up no yeah for sure right business so yeah how did the business help 
you continue to just be involved with the team, but also like through the business, try and be a good teammate and just like here to support the rest of the team. Yeah. And I think that was like the hardest part for me was like knowing that the business helped all of them go chase their dreams. And so I think that was like the only reason yeah. I didn't get angry at them. I was like, all right, you better go use that money. And like all that hard work, like you go and like the, the, your thank you to me is right. going out and racing right. really well. And like yeah. watching Sam have a great year or watching Drew just like rip it or like watching all those guys, Joey and Brian, like go out there and what world standards like, yes, that's why I'm doing this. And so like for me, it's a no brainer to continue to do those things that I don't necessarily love doing, but are so necessary for the team to operate. And so I was so grateful to see that. And that gave me a better perspective of not, oh crap, why is he having success? Not me. It's like, we're all having success right. and I want to jump in and help however I can right now it's business pretty soon it's going to be running and then we'll then we'll be both in great spots yeah. so that was really nice yeah, yeah. How, do, how do you guys feel like your expectation for your running career has maybe developed wow, through this whole it's a good question yeah comeback of like <laughs> what your question. original goals were and yeah. are your goals still the same or is there just like a different relationship with those goals yeah mm-hmm. Oh, well, I uh, always quote my uh, theologian, Marcus, (laughs) massage therapist. It's not necessarily about having like a goal. It's more about having an aspiration and like aspiring to be the best you can be. And I think that the aspiration is more about the journey to get there as opposed to like if you set a goal and say, okay, I want to make the Olympics. Well, if you don't make the Olympics, then then you're failed. Like all that work that you put in was for nothing. And so as opposed Mm. to like, I aspire to be the best runner I can be wherever that takes me and whatever that is. And I have to believe that I can be, I can, I aspire to be an Olympian, but at the end of the day, the journey to get there was more so important and the focus that I did and every day mattered versus one day mattered out of the whole four years. And so I think that was something that kind of clicked in my head of, okay, just aspire to be the best you can be every day. And like you said, go to bed every night being like, okay, I ran, I lifted, I did my rehab, drank enough water. I did my like, just doing the little things. And like, that was the best thing of like understanding that it's not about having kick-ass workouts it's more about doing the little things that nobody sees and nobody really wants to do and that's the difference between being like a good runner and like being the next level yeah showing showing his age he's a lot wiser than me (laughs) um yeah i i don't know i think for me um i kind of came into the professional world uh thinking like okay i finally had like these huge breakout like cross country Mm -hmm. and fall races and that's great and all, um, but I would I always kind of was like, oh, well, this is going to translate to the track because I think everybody, even if you're not a strictly like track guy, I think everyone wants to be a track guy because it's like, ooh, flashy, fast times, look what I can do, kind of thing. And um, I think for a long time that was still me, even though I was just on paper. It's just so unbelievably proven over and over again that I'm just so much better on grass and on cement than I am on, on, on rubber. Um, so, you know, I think, I think for me, there was still sort of this like fire through the majority of the first part of like my little injury cycle that, um, I was like, Oh, I'm going to come back and I'm going to be such a great track runner and I'm going to run a 10 K and I'm going to run, you know, 27 flat and everyone's going to fear me and blah, 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 blah. And then, like, slowly over time, you just kind of realize, like, okay, well, if I'm running still, and I am now 27, 
what's the point if I'm, you know, beating myself up every week on the track and I'm not actually enjoying that? Because even though I wanted, I wanted the outcome of being a track guy, I wasn't actually super interested in the process of being a track guy because it's like, I'll be honest, like I, (laughs) I feel like I have like some weird, like social anxiety or something where like I go to track meets and stuff and there's like so many people there and there's so much going on and it's loud and it's just stressful. It's a super stressful environment. And um, I find that like cross country races and road races are so much more calm and the people tend to just be like there to be nice to one another. And um, there's a bit of, you know, group camaraderie that comes with those. And so, you know, I don't enjoy the track, even though will I still run track races? Sure. But I, I don't necessarily enjoy it as much. And realizing that and then sort of taking that into context with the, okay, well, I'm getting older in the sport. And if I'm still doing this, you know, I could go and work a nine to five and make a lot more money, you know, and, uh, and sort of, you know, be able to do the hobbies that I enjoy outside of running and blah, 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 blah. But, you know, if I am going to stick around and do this, why don't I actually do the things that I like? Um, and I think for me, that tends to be cross and roads, um, And if I'm being honest, you know, there's so much more appeal there for me where it's like you go to a road race and they fly you out and they put you in a hotel and then you can win money and you come back home and you're like, wow, I'm not (laughs) poorer, (laughs) but you leave for a track meet and then you come home and you have four sore spots and everything hurts and you're stressed and tired. And then you get in your bed and you look in your wallet and a fly, (laughs) you know, and it's like, well, what did I do that for? And so, you know, while I think that there is still so many things that I want to accomplish on the track and there are still, it still is really, really cool. I've, I've definitely switched my mindset to being more so I need to run to do the races that I enjoy. And if that means that there's a track meet that I've always wanted to run, then sure, I should go run that track meet. But at the same time, if like what I enjoy is being competitive and actually fighting for wins, then it's like, I'm getting old and a little slow. Like maybe it's time to just start sticking to the roads and, you know, enjoying my, my prospects out there and doing things that I'm actually good at. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I think that that's probably the, the crux of it for me is it's like, I've, I've definitely sort of switched my mindset into like, don't run to run the races that people traditionally think you should run, run to run the races that you enjoy and that you're going to be competitive in. And if that happens to be, you know, a track 10 K or a track five, great. But if it ends up being, I'm going to just do a road circuit every year and run half marathons and even marathons and just, you know, like road 10 Ks and stuff like that, go do that. Because as long as you're doing that and you're, you know, inspiring people around you and you're enjoying it and like, you're having fun with your teammates and like, what's the point because at the end of the day all, all records are going to be erased you know you can run as fast as you want on the track or the roads but that's the beautiful thing about roads is it's, you know one day to the or one year to the next it's going to be a different race and it may go faster it may go slower courses change and you know records are meant to be broken so it's like what do you want to remember for yourself and what do you want others to remember you by like do you want to be someone who goes to the races that you don't enjoy and you end up in fifth place and you're not having fun and you're a grouch about it or you know are you the guy who's staying for 
30 minutes after his 5k in New York signing autographs and mm-hmm. enjoying and talking to people. And yeah, I just, I think that there's, you, you zoom out of your little microcosm of what you think you want and you, you start being honest with yourself and it really kind of changes your perspective on what actually matters in this. Um, because I think when you, when you get to the end of the day, if you look back, it's like, yeah, sure. You can be in a trophy room and stare at all the shiny trophies and everything and be like, wow, I, I'm so proud of what I accomplished. And that's, that's great. But it's like, if you didn't have fun doing that, what's the point? Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, Yeah. that was a long winded and Uh, and contradictory answer, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Um, all right. Cross champs coming up. Uh, Grass, grass, grass. Excited, nervous, feeling, you know, like uh, everything that comes along with that expectation. Do you even get nervous anymore? Not really. I knew it. (laughs) (laughs) You do, but I think the best part is I think I'm in the best shape I've ever been. And like, that's ironic. It's like so wild to think that like, I didn't even run 80 80 miles a week in like college. And like, I was all American, like winning national championships and doing stuff like that. So I think I've just matured as a runner and been like, okay, you can't just fake it and just have an excuse. Wait, you didn't run? No, I did like, I would, I never doubled. I hated doubling because it was always like cold and crappy. (laughs) My man. So like, like, Pierce would like go out and be like, see you later. I'll see you at practice this afternoon. Like you dummies. So like, I'm like, now I've started like doubling like twice or three times a week. And so it's like seeing like knowing that I've just done it because it's just like easy miles. And now my legs just feel so good now, but I can handle it. I don't think I could have handled it with like a mechanical engineering degree and like school and like running and all that stuff that I was doing. So I think I did the best I could in college and I have no regrets of like what I did there. But it's like now I understand that I can handle more. Now my Achilles feels good. I can go for a double and like I don't feel like torture and somebody's cutting my Achilles every time I stepped out. So I feel super confident going in. I think having elk run was great. Just kind of get a fitness and then just running with Reed and watching him go crush. And I think that's why I love love Tin Man as a team like we feed off each other like somebody goes and runs a great race I'm like I was training with that guy this last week and like that's great like I can be just as fit as he is and do a great job and so I think I've just made a huge jump in fixing the issues that I had that were keeping me from being a great runner and consistent training and now I've had consistent training and so yeah I'll go out against anybody I'll put myself against anybody out there I'm not scared like I'm ready to run fast and I want to see where the limit is because I haven't felt like I've really hit there yeah yeah especially in training you can't do that you can get there close but a race is just totally different it's all yeah, just all or nothing. You gotta go out there and just suffer. And like, I want to suffer. And like, I'm to the point where I'm not scared to suffer. Because for a while there, I did, wasn't confident in my fitness. And then I was like scared. As soon as it got hard, I'm like, yep, here it goes. Like, here goes the race. Like, see you later. And then now it's like, let's go. Like, that's where the race starts. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> um. Yeah. I. I am probably what maybe a month or two behind you mm-hmm. in, in in a way where I think Connor kind of hit the gas when I was still recovering from my second round of PRP mm-hmm. um, for my for my planner and and not to make that an excuse but you know I, I do think that I still have a month or two until I'm I'm really where I need to be um, do I think that I have the wheels and the strength to be competitive yeah I do um, I, for some reason I think when I get on grass, all of a sudden I just get percentage points better than I would be at equivalent distance on the track or roads. Um, so I'm excited to get back on grass because it's like, Oh, finally I get to open up with a race that's familiar. Um, and to be honest, it's something that I care about. It's like, 
okay, do you want to go run an 8K cross country versus a lot of really cool people and great teams? Or do you want to go to Raleigh Relays? No offense, Raleigh Relays. But do you want to go run Raleigh Relays 5K like for nothing? And it's like, yeah. uh, yeah, I think I'm going to choose the cross. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I, you know, I think that I'm excited to race and I'm excited to see what I can do. But in my mind, this is sort of just like a fitness check race where it's like, go be competitive, fight for the guys that are on your team, um, you know, see if I can't dig to the well, like you were talking about, like, Mm -hmm. I haven't really been able to, like, fully see where I'm at um, in training yet, so, uh, yeah, I just want to, I want to go out there and test the waters, and see how everything holds up with travel, and with my back, and and everything like that, um, just to kind of get a glimpse of where I am, because to me, my really big goal over the next six months is U.S. Cross, you know, and I know that that's obviously way less than six months away, but it's like U.S. Cross is always going to be something where it's like, I think I would be able to walk away from the sport happy as a clam if I I made a world cross team. And I'm not saying that that's going to be this year, Mm -hmm. but, um, you know, that's like my, that's like the pinnacle of running for me in a lot of ways. And so, um, so, you know, I think that that's my race that I really care about more than anything. And so I'm trying to really kind of set my eyes on that and use this as like, okay, this is, this is conference and U S crosses Nats or whatever. Um, so that's, that's where my head is. And, and I think that I might be able to surprise myself, but I also, like you were kind of saying with like what Marcus said to you, I think one of the things that I found in the last couple of years of just sort of the disappointment, like the recurring disappointments um, through the injury was just sort of to almost go in with no expectations and the less like strenuous goal setting you do, the less disappointment comes from it. And I think that I'm in a place in my career right now where I'm coming back from this long winded injury and I think that that's the only thing that I really need to be focusing on right now is making sure that I'm healthy and that I'm enjoying what I'm doing. And if I can walk away from that race without, you know, having to take a stop in training because something's flaring up and I found that I, you know, outperformed what I maybe would have expected, then I'm going to be so happy. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm so, so pumped to just lace up the, lace up the spikes and, be with the guys in the starting yeah, line. Yeah, the team. I'm really excited about the yeah. team aspect. Like, there's nothing yeah. better than like looking over and seeing Joey or Jermaine or yeah. Aaron and be like, let's go get it and like just yeah. keep moving up. And I think that's like, I'd rather run for somebody else yeah. rather than myself. And I think that's like yeah. the ultimate pinnacle of cross country is like running for somebody else because you have something bigger goal together instead of just like, oh, yeah. I want to be the best. It's like, no, we want to be the best. Right. And we're going to go beat anybody that comes after us. Yeah, which is why Club Cross was so fun a couple yeah, of years ago. Exactly. Yeah, it's, that was a muddy day. Yeah, because you get to celebrate and it's just so much more fun and it's easier to like be like okay do i want this no it's like i want this for us instead of yeah. just for me yeah definitely um yeah i mean i think the fact that sound is throwing in like such a team aspect to it i think is huge just because it makes a lot more people want to come out because it is kind of a bragging rights thing and 100%. there's been fun banter being thrown <laughs> around already and that's exciting and you know i think that um you know, you, those little things kind of stick in the back of your mind when it starts to get tough because it's like, wait, I, I got something to prove here. Yeah. Or I, I, you know, I, I want to do something. Um, so yeah, yeah, I'm excited. I think that, uh, I'm excited to see a few faces here and there, you know, race a couple bodies, come home, see the boys, you know, it's going to be great. Yeah. You want to sign off? You want me to go for it? All right. Well, that was it. I hope you enjoyed us 
being sad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Talking about how sad our lives were the last two years, but with great lessons. Yeah, for sure.